0: This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe, and welcome to our circle. Well, hello, everybody. It is Readers Entertainment Radio. It is the middle of October. I can't even believe. It's like I'm completely lost. It's October 17th and it's Thor's Day so wherever you are Chris Hemsworth and the Hemsworth brothers let's just say to all of them they can come on the show anytime they want because it's Thor's Day and um, also I just want to say anybody out there thinking about adopting a pet this month it is National Adopt a Dog Month and the fun part about saying that is because my guest today has a very cute book that's out that talks about this but she also has like a bunch of other books out that you have to read as well. So, let me just tell you about her. Um, uh, Terry Wilson is the Publishers Weekly best-selling author and creator of the Hallmark original movies, Unleashing Mr. Darcy, Marrying Mr. Darcy, The Art of Us, and Northern Lights of Christmas. The last book was based on her Sleigh Bell Sweetheart's book with Love Inspired from Hallmark. She is a recipient of the prestigious Rita Award for Excellence of Romantic Fiction and her for her novel, Bachelor's Baby Surprise. Terry has a major weakness for cute animals, pretty dresses, Audrey Hepburn films, and she absolutely loves Following the British Royal Family. So if Megan and Harry are listening, y'all are welcome on the show anytime as well. Um, feel free to and connect with her here uh, on on social media, and then also have all the links to her BookBub, Goodreads, website, everything. So, welcome to the show, Terry Wilson. How are you today? Hi, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> and let
1: me just say, if Mary and is Harry and Megan do come on your show,
0: I better be on it at the same time with them. I called. Well, in. you know, I would be. Our friendship would officially be over if I didn't include you. <laughs> Agreed
1: (laughs) So all of you are to witness
0: this (laughs) All right. so let's I wanted to go to Because you've got a lot of books But I want to talk about your most recent releases So the first one I wanted to mention Was How to Rescue a Family And that is with the Adopt a Dog Month That has uh, Adopt a Dog theme in it So tell me about that book Okay, um,
1: that was a book that just came out in February from Harlequin Special Edition, and I was really excited about this book because um, they did a multi-author continuity called Forever Yours, like forever, get it? Mm. Um, and okay. it was a six-book, yeah, like fur. Um, <laughs> it was a six-book series um, from six different authors, um, and it it was specifically, you know geared toward um, pet rescue. And so okay. it's six books that take place over six months um, in a small North Carolina community where um, a tornado has hit the local animal shelter. And it's all about them rebuilding and, you know, having, finding new homes um, for the pets in the pet rescue. And so mine, oh gosh, I think it was book number two. Yeah. Mine was book number two in the series. Okay. So okay. Um, it's, the, the tornado took place in the first book and uh, mine is like right in the aftermath and they're having a big fundraiser for the animal shelter um but there's you know a a different couple in each book so there's definitely a couple in my book it's a single dad um and the the heroine runs the local restaurant with her family and she volunteers at the animal shelter and the animal in this book that's featured is a chewini it's a chihuahua dachshund mix (laughs) (laughs) and um, when special edition when harlequin special edition announced today we're going to be doing a pet rescue series i mean all the special edition authors wanted to write for it i mean i immediately we were on a big conference call and when the editor mentioned it i emailed her like before the call was even over like while we were still on the phone and she emailed (laughs) me back and she said wow i just got emails from like everyone and i thought oh great i'm not going to get it so i mean I pestered them to death. I mean, I was like begging, please let me have one of these books. So I was really excited um that I got to write one of them. But when they sent me, you know, the specifics and they were like, "Well, when we we saw the word Shawini, we immediately thought of you, Terry." And I was like, "Okay, I don't know like how to take that exactly, but I'm going to take it as a compliment." <laughs> They are cute. I like little so, dogs. Yeah. They're cute and they're little <laughs> purse dogs. I could get on board with that. Um, but I gave him a really grumpy, like cranky personality in the book. Adorably cranky, not like, you know, Cujo cranky. Just like cute and cranky. And um when I got the cover, it's hysterical. I know we can't see the cover over the radio too bad because the dog the hero's holding the dog on the cover and the dog is serving up some major side eye. I mean, it's hilarious. He has such a
0: little <laughs> attitude. So, that was a
1: really fun <laughs> So book you, felt to like, write and- <laughs> you
0: felt like you felt like the cover artist captured the qual- the the general overview of the dog completely. Yes, totally captured the dog's <laughs> spirit exactly.
1: And also my single dad hero His name is Ryan in the book, and, you know, um, the actor Ryan Pavey was in my Mr. Darcy movies for Hallmark. And I swear I made the hero look exactly like Ryan Pavey. I mean, as soon as I saw it, I was like, well, that looks exactly like Ryan. And I knew as soon as the book came out, like, everyone was tweeting about it. They were like, is that Ryan Pavey? I'm like, well, let's just say yes, it is. I mean, it wasn't (laughs) something it was supposed to, but it looks just like him. And he's holding the cranky dog, so um, it's super cute. But I was really excited to be a part of that project. And I'm really proud of that book because I believe really strongly in the message of pet rescue and animal adoption. I have a Hurricane Harvey rescue dog, you know, we do in our house that we adopted during the mm-hmm. hurricane. And so um, it was really special to be a part of that. So I'm excited about that book.
0: And Hallmark has done, I mean, not Hallmark, Harlequin has done this before with different the different lines of having kind of this theme and then the pet rescue. Because they did one a few years ago, was it with the desire theme, with the desire line I'm oh, trying to remember. Did, they
1: do pet rescue continuity. Yeah. I know. I read. Yeah. Um, I read. A, a, I forget. You know. You're right. I didn't realize it was part of a continuity, but it was like two years ago. I read a really cute book by them, and I think you read it at the same time because we were texting each yeah. other about it. All I know is it had a billionaire in a tuxedo holding a kitten on the cover, and I was like sold. Like how how is that book even <laughs> still on the shelf? <laughs> right.
0: I think I found <laughs> it at um Target. I was like. And done.
1: I know, and I think you texted or you posted it, and I was like, I already have it, because, I mean, who could pass that up? It was so cute. Um, So, yeah, maybe that was part of the series, but um, yeah, well, I mean, everyone loves Um, rescue pets you know they're they're really big with readers so that doesn't surprise me they're doing that and actually now another thing that Harlequin is doing is they have um, a series that they're coming out with it it just has a little tagline at the top that says must love dogs and they're previously Uh published books they're they're previously published books across all different lines at Harlequin but they're re-releasing them like two at a time in these must love dogs series and all the books that they're releasing in it are dogs, are books you know that feature dogs. So they're really. Cute. Oh, none of picked for that yet. I'm like, hello, you guys know I have like a jillion dog books. I keep waiting to hopefully get put in one of those because, um, of course, I really like I really like them. They have really cute covers with the dogs on the front.
0: <clears throat> oh yeah, and it was it was the the setting too was like after a, like a mass, massive disaster. I think it was a tornado. Um, and so oh, I think that, it was the Cattlemen's, Cattlemen's Club? Club. Does that sound oh, right? Oh, yeah. It? That's a really popular series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was something like that, That, but anyway, it was very cute and lovely. And yes, you're right. There was a kitten on the front with a cowboy or something. So, um, but you know, you can't go wrong with any of those. So, you know, even if it's not that one, read it anyway, because you'll love it. Um, <laughs> So you've got that book, that was in February, you had a little bit of excitement going on over the summer at maybe the RWA Awards, and then um, brought home like (laughs) a few things, Um, and um, so for anyone who doesn't know, Terry won the Rita, like the Oscar for um, romance books, and she won that for her Bachelor's Baby Surprise book, which was, was it mid links? or that was short no that, that was, was uh, short yeah short. it was for it was yes yes
1: it was a contem- the short contemporary category mm-hmm.
0: that's my and we were all those. very excited right and and we were it was funny because there was a bunch of us sitting we got to go and we were sitting there and we were all at the table holding hands because terry gets you know when you're um a nominee you could sit kind of up front because i guess they don't want to wait for you to walk from the back so you sit up front And um, we were all holding hands and they announced her name and none of us moved because we weren't sure if we heard it right. Um, And then they put your book up there and then we all freaked out. So it was a very cool (laughs) moment.
1: I know. I've seen the video (laughs) that you shot and it's my favorite video of the event of all. I've like, I show it to everyone because it's so funny because you're screaming and the camera's like all everywhere. And then it, then it zooms back in on me, trying to get up. near I was on the, I was at the table in the very very front, like closest to the stage. But it still took me forever to get up there because there you have to climb up steps. And I was wearing a big old ball gown, and it was not working with those stairs. I didn't even know that my editor <laughs> picked up my dress and helped me up the stairs until I saw the video. Like I didn't even know she'd done that. <laughs> <Thank God laughs> and, she and I totally did. forgot they'll be trying to get up there.
0: I was—I totally forgot about that part because, yeah, I was videoing. I was videoing the different, you know, categories, and of course yours. And then, um, totally forgot I was holding the phone when I was jumping up and down and screaming, and it looked like there was an earthquake. Um, and then <laughs> I realized I was holding the phone. <laughs> so that was—that was one of my best moments. I can say it was fabulous. <laughs> so, um, so you—you you won that award, and then um, another thing that you should know out there is if you ever win a major award like that, you have to take it through TSA and they have to open the box. Mm-hmm. So we found <laughs> that hilarious. out very early, very early <laughs> morning flight. So yeah, they actually have to look at it. And they're not impressed with the fact that you've won anything to be fair. <laughs> oh, was
1: yeah, I was all hovering over that guy. Well, I mean, cause I won the Rita and, um, the first thing they said, like, as they were handing it to me, because, well, I think some of the people went and got their statue and then made their speech, and I think that's what I was supposed to do, but I just, like, beelined it for the podium, and I had enough going on trying to deal with my glasses and my note cards, which got all mixed up <laughs> for my speech, which is how I ended up thanking my dogs before I thanked my editor and my agent, because <laughs> my right. cards were in and your husband order. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I thanked my husband before I thanked the dogs. But oh, that's fair. Yes, he did. Um, so I don't know if I could have handled all that with the statue at the same time. But then so I gave my speech and then, then they handed me the statue and the first thing they said, or they handed it to me and as they were handing it to me they said because you know it's it's a woman writing you know she has a book in her lap and she's writing like with a feather quill. That's what a statue looks like and it's gold you know like an Oscar. Um, right. But when they handed it to me they said be really careful because that quill is very delicate and it will break off really easily. And I mean, I I hadn't even picked it up, and they told me that, and I've been paranoid of that breaking that quill ever ever since, (laughs) and so when he told me he was going to take it out of the box, I was like, don't break the quill, you know, (laughs) but apparently it is super delicate because at the conference, you know, we have that big um, multi-author signing on the last day of the conference, and the author that was sitting next to me also won a Rita um, in the erotic romance category. Elio Winters, okay. and her yeah. she had you know we both had our Rita's at our table because people wanted to see them, and um, she her hers the quill was already broken and I said oh my goodness you already broke your quill and she said it was broken and they gave it to me I was like oh my oh God. no so I think they're you no know, they're sending they're either sending her a new one or they're fixing it but when they handed her the award they said the quill is broken we're going to take care of it so they're they're going to fix it but I mean so seriously they must be super fragile but you know, mine still has the wow. thus
0: far. Mm-hmm. Thus far. Well, I can tell you that if it were in my house, it would have been broken a long time ago. So, <laughs> 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 so just saying, I got a few, you know, little hands that like to uh, mess with things in my house. So, yes. Uh-huh. So you win, Rita, you come home, and then you have a new release in just this month. Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. Um, I had another So let's talk about that release. one. Yes, it's also from Harlequin Special Edition. In between, I had a Hallmark book, Love at the Shore, but I think we already did a show where we talked about that. Um, yes, but this, but it's worth mentioning October. again. Right, yeah, Love at the Shore, it's a beach read, came out this summer. Single mom romance, I love that. So, um, but this new one is from Harlequin Special Edition. It just came out this month, um, and it hit the Publishers Weekly bestseller list. It's first week out, and so it's my first official bestseller, which I'm really excited about. Um, actually, it's a lot of firsts because it's also kind of a cowboy romance, you know, which is a new mm-hmm. thing for me. Um, and it's part of a long standing continuity series with Harlequin Special Edition called The Montana Mavericks. Um, Special okay. Edition has two really long ongoing continuities. One is The Fortunes of Texas. This is The Montana Mavericks. And they do six or seven new Montana Mavericks books every year. You know, a different author does each one. But the series has been going on for something like a decade or two, like going back like 10 and 20 years. And um, it's really exciting to be part of a series that has such a long legacy at Harlequin. So I was really excited. To be invited to write one of those, um, you know, and each it's the it's the same family through all the years, but you know, different branches of the family
0: and that sort of thing. So in this, so one, they give um, you those those parameters when because you know you want to keep the continuity obviously, and so they give you the parameters for yeah they give you, readiness they give you, and someone's checking all that. Yes, yes, because
1: yes, they have a an outside editor who does all the Maverick books. Um, and so okay. she's been doing them forever. Um, but there's so many. I mean, you can't, it's not like I could just read all of them, you know, and get the whole background because there are that many of them. So they send you a series Bible, and it basically gives you the rundown of the series um especially oh, okay. the branch of the family that you're writing in so the last couple years it had a lot of details in there and so the montana mavericks for this year the little subtitle of the um maverick series for 2019 is six brides for six brothers and it's, okay. you know a branch of the maverick family they have just moved from te- relocated their ranch from texas to montana and they're millionaire ranchers six brothers and the dad wants to, them all to get married. But for various reasons, they don't want to, you know, all of them don't want to get married. Mine, because he's just like a big playboy. He's been playing the field. And so the dad pays the town matchmaker who runs the local bridal shop um, half okay. a million dollars to marry off all of his sons. And so, okay. um, yeah, so that is the background for it. Um, but in my particular book, it's called The Maverick's Secret Baby. It's a secret baby or secret pregnancy book, but not such a secret because it's right there in the title, and she's pregnant on the cover. So I'm not spoiling anything <laughs> by telling anyone this. <laughs> it's really obvious right up front. Like the only one who's surprised by it is the hero himself. <laughs> I mean, we're all in on the secret. Um, yeah, so, But it's the opening of the book. Yeah. He's in Montana <laughs> – You know, and his dad's trying to marry him off, and he's like, whatever, I'm not doing that. But he kind of likes the business of, you know, the matchmaking stuff, because he's dated now every single person in town. But unbeknownst to him, um, Avery, who is the daughter of, their biggest rivals, you know, the company that they're biggest rivals with, he and Avery sure. um, had a little encounter a few months before at a convention in Oklahoma and she is pregnant and she hasn't told anyone. And so she's rolled into town in Montana just to tell Finn that she's pregnant just so he knows. And then she's going to go back to Texas and resume her life. Um, but of course that's not exactly how things go, but it was really, sure. it was really fun to write It has – there's a baby goat in the book (laughs) called Pumpkin, and um, yeah, I kept sending ideas to my editor after I got the parameters for the story, and then I started. I was like, you know, can I put a baby goat in it? Because around the time I was writing this book, I went to a goat yoga class with one of my friends. It was a a class that was a a benefit. It was right around the time we adopted a hurricane rescue. Um, A place in Austin had goat yoga, and it was all um, hurricane – benefit you know money they were raising for Houston because it had gotten really right. you know torn up in the hurricane so we went it was so fun I mean we just did yoga with all these baby goats and it was the week of Halloween so the goats were also dressed in Halloween costumes so <laughs> you haven't really <laughs> you have not done yoga until you've downward dogged with a, yo- a goat dressed as a taco standing on your back That is like <laughs> the ultimate
0: <laughs> so um so I wanted to put a goat. I want to know who gets cake. that job so who's oh, who, like you show up that morning and you say, "Hey, okay, so who's the chore? I get to dress them seriously." It's like, "Yeah, you do. You get to dress yeah, right, goats today." Exactly. <laughs> it's someone's
1: job. <laughs> yeah. So they had all different costumes. but I know I hung out with the taco goat a lot. So um, so I really wanted to put a goat in the book because it's rural, it's on a farm, it's on a ranch, you know, and um, and then at one point, so I sent my editor a, you know, and. Email And I was like, I want to put a goat in here. And she was like, okay. And I was like, no, it'll make sense, really. Um, (laughs) Because the heroine Avery is a sweetheart, but she's like a spoiled princess, you know, her, she's worked for her daddy her whole life, you know, she's kind of had everything handed to her on a silver platter. And now she is pregnant with um, uh, her family's, the son of her family's biggest rival. And, um, I mean, she eventually, her, her dad just like cuts her off at, at one point mm-hmm. when he finds out. And so she has no idea, you know, she's the only child. She has no idea how to take care of a baby. It's not like she's ever babysat or anything. And so she kind of bonds with the baby goat. And, <laughs> and Pumpkin helps her realize that, you know, she can do this. She can be a mom all on her own if she has to. So the, do- the goat has a purpose in addition to being cute. But there is goat yoga in it, and um, and the goat is really sweet. I really like writing that. But, yeah, and then, then later on I emailed my editor, and I was like, can I put some ducks in this book? And she's like, Terry, you need
0: to it down on the cute animal front." I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> fine, I'll just put the ducks in another book.
1: <laughs> exactly. But there's, there's a real cute scene where the hero and heroine are feeding um Uh, harvest corn to the cows, because the Uh book has a a major fall theme. I mean, it was like I got drunk on pumpkin spice lattes and wrote this book because it's very, (laughs) it's very fall. There's a pumpkin patch, there's jack-o'-lanterns, there's um, a a Halloween masquerade party. um, And like I said, there's cows eating that calico corn. And it's really, it was so much fun to write because I love fall, even though here in San Antonio, we don't really, have much of a fall I mean it's under 70 degrees right now so there's actually a fire in my fireplace today (laughs) you got to seize the moment (laughs) you really um, do you really do so it was fun to write so if you like fall um, this is definitely a super fun read fall Halloween everything's in it
0: well, I was laughing about you're talking about the fall because there was this ad that popped up on, I think it was on my Facebook feed or Instagram or something, and it was about an ice scraper. I don't know why it popped up on, on mine. And um, it, it was like this triangle-looking thing that you can hold really well and scrape the ice off your, your windshield. And, I, of course, I sent them to people who would actually use them. I'm thinking, do you know what my – you've got to know what my zip code is. You know I'm never going to use this thing. I don't <laughs> know why you'd send me that um like the four days a year that we might have ice you know um and then it's just cold like for us so it sits like what 35 to 45 for uh, collectively like a month you know um but even then it's just nothing happens it's like well i wish it would snow i wish it would you know people wish for things and then they don't know what to do when they get them so it's always very interesting (laughs) weather (laughs) but at least we're not buried under you know six feet of snow
1: <laughs> okay I've been googling while we've been on the phone and I found the billionaire cat but we were talking about so it's yes. called sheltered okay a correction he's not a billionaire he's a millionaire you know small potato oh.
0: <laughs> yeah it's
1: like she's like digging the bottom of the well on this one I
0: know.
1: <laughs> it's called sheltered by the millionaire by Catherine Mann and it's Carlequin okay. Desire, Texas Cattleman's Club, After the Storm series. So you're right. It was the Pet Rescue, you know, After the Storm continuity, After the Storm. But Sheltered yeah. by the Millionaire. Oh, my God. The cover is so cute. And I know Kathy. It Mann. is. I met her this year at RWA. That's a really cute book. Anyway, I was he really I was looks looking like, for it. He kind of looks like Bill Pullum. I could see that. Are you looking at the cover
0: right now? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I like guess he cover. does.
1: With darker hair. Yeah.
0: In a yeah. more he looks like Bill Pullum way. from like w- while you were sleeping.
1: Okay, now that I could get on board with, yes, yes, yes. yes. If he's wearing a tuxedo
0: and holding a kitten. Well, yeah, yeah. You could totally throw a tuxedo on Bill Pullum. I think it'd be okay. Gee, totally. <laughs> yeah, I could live with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor girl. Only a millionaire. Well, I don't know. I know. What are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> So you know,
1: because billionaires are such a thing in romance. I'm still waiting for someone to bust out a trillionaire book. You know it's coming.
0: Well, we yeah we talked about that. You know that and Tr- trillionaire draft about you know. <laughs> that's right, the trillionaire triplet series. <laughs> okay, okay so editors, like if you're that. listening. <laughs> We've got three of us. It'll be you, me, and Sasha. We'll write the trillionaire triplet series.
1: Hey, so. it would sell like hotcakes. I stand by that idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do. <laughs> it would be fabulous. You know? Can you imagine how cool that would be? Now, um, <laughs> so so you've got um, you've got this book this month, uh, Maverick's secret baby, mm-hmm. which again, yes. it's no secret because she's pregnant on the front, and apparently he right. can't see that. Um, and so. Uh, but super cute. And then then um, we all then you have something coming out already for for Valentine's. Yes, I just finished um,
1: a line edits on it. And um, it is called The Story of Us. And it's for Hallmark Publishing. And it's a novelization that they asked me to do. And so it's a book based on an already existing Hallmark movie. So the movie starring Sam Page came out last February for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And so this coming February, on February fourth, the book releases and it's, you know, an expanded version of the movie, you know, in book form. And it was so much fun to write because the heroine owns a romance only bookstore. In this oh, and the bookstore in the movie is insanely gorgeous. And, of course, you know, because it's a romance novel, her old high school sweetheart has come back in town, and he works for a developer that's going to tear down the bookstore. So that is, um, you know, the main conflict of the book. But uh, it's it was so, so much it's fun So it's a little write. bit
0: like, um, what is it, You've Got Mail? So it's a little bit like that, but yes. that's not the hero. Right, and I mention it, you know,
1: inside. I mentioned We talked, you know, I have references to You've Got Mail in the book because the comparisons are, you know, there are kind of, you know, a lot of comparisons between the two, but, and I love You've Got Mail. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, but I'm still mad at Joe Fox for closing down Meg Ryan's bookstore. I mean, come on. <laughs> in a perfect world, she would still have her bookstore. She would still but, have her bookstore. Um, I know. Yeah. I'm not going to say what happens in the story of Us, but it has a happier ending. Well, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all you're saying, and it was really yes. fun to write. And so um, you've got, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I turned in my line edits and I got my edits in early and my editor emailed me and let me um, listen to the auditions for the narrators for the audiobook because it's also going to be out in audio. And so, um, yeah, I got to hear, you know, three different narrators, you know, reading parts of the book and got to help pick who's going to narrate the audiobook And that was really, really fun. I've never gotten to choose
0: so, before. So that was. Would fun. you be? What is? Is it a, a male or female narrator that'll be doing the book? Female, female narrator. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, so you've got I'm that, look and then I'm I, look mean, but her I
1: mean,
0: <laughs> but I know you've got. We've talked about this, but you and I say we've talked about this, meaning Terry and I have talked about this, like probably over coffee and possibly wine, but I won't swear to that. Probably both. Anyway, um, but you also got a lot of other projects that you're doing, like in 2020, it's just, you're already booked quite a bit, even to 2021. I'm booked through the end of 2022, I
1: think, I try not to think too much about it, because it's overwhelming, but I have a chart, you know, I have a chart, and so I know month to month what I'm supposed to be working on, I just look at the chart, and I just try not to, you know, flip to the end of the chart, because then I get scared Cause it's a lot, um, but I do have a lot. <laughs> I do have a lot going on. Real quick, though, back to the audiobook. The narrator yes. for the Story of Us is going to be Rachel Jacobs, and she okay. is the narrator of um, Carrie Winfrey's book Waiting for Tom Hanks. There we go, another little Tom Hanks connection. That's so funny. Oh. Um, well, then I guess we needs love. to be on the show. <laughs> yeah, at, yeah right he could talk about both of those books so um, yes. but yeah I love Carrie's book and so when I found out it was the same narrator I was like oh good you know because I, re- I listened to her book on audio so she'll be great
0: so okay so what are we talking about what I'm doing my multiple future projects? yes because you've got quite a few coming up yes um, and then you know the right other now, question mm-hmm. so the other question with that was how do you keep it organized I mean do you work on one thing at a time I mean Do you make notes of different things as they come up? I mean, how does this all work? So walk us through, you know, what's what's coming and then what's your process?
1: Okay. Um, Well, right now, the book that I'm writing right now is um, a Christmas
0: book that will be coming out next year from
1: Hallmark in September. Um, It's called Christmas Charms, and it's an original Hallmark Christmas story. Um, It's my first original book for them that's not a novelization of a movie, so I'm really excited about it. And it's about a magical charm bracelet um, with all sorts of wonderful Christmas magic and romance. So it's going to be really fun. And then I also have a new series coming out next year from Harlequin special edition. The first book comes out in August, and there will also be a Christmas book in that series um, later in the year. And it's, the series is called Oh Baby. And it's about a really cute quaint town in Vermont called Love Struck, Vermont, where love comes in packages. And it's um, each one has a different romance and each couple in each different book you know has um it, they all have babies in them that's why it's called oh baby so there's a lot of really cute okay. baby stuff um but sometimes it's just a surprise that oh all of a sudden they have a, a baby so it's it's kind of a different <laughs> look at parenthood i mean it's just kind of it's not real traditional you know um The first book, the hero is a firefighter, and he has six-month-old twin girls. And um, the heroine ends up working as his night nanny, but she doesn't know the first thing about babies. She's just like the anti-Mary Poppins. So it has a lot of humor (laughs) in it. It's really fun. So um, that series comes out next year also. And then I'm also working on a brand-new series for Source Books. And they are all romantic comedies with dogs in them. The first one's called The Dalmatian Flirtation. Um, it doesn't have a release date yet. It's really fun, though. It's um, a modern retelling romantic comedy kind of based on 101 Dalmatians. The hero and the heroine both have rescued Dalmatians that get switched midway through the book, and they don't realize it. And it causes all sorts of adorable chaos. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm not even sure when that book comes out. It's not due until um, early next year. So I'm sure it won't be out till 2021. Um, but, yeah, those okay. are the different things I have going on at the moment. Um, but what you and were asking me how I keep them all straight. <laughs> is, yeah. I, I seriously do, I have a chart, <laughs> and it has all my deadlines on it, and it just shows, you know, what I'm because I I really can only write one book at a time. I mean, mainly. I mean, I can only – do like a first draft, you know, the first draft of one book at a time. I can't write two books at a time. I know a lot of people can do that. I've tried. It doesn't work for me. I get them mixed up. You know, a lot of my books are really character driven. So I really like to get into the characters heads and that's too hard for me to do if I'm switching from one manuscript to the other, but you know, but I'm writing Christmas charms right now, but at the same time I've had to do edits on the story of us and, um, I just heard from my editor for my O oh baby book one the other day and I need to write I'm going to add a little bit to that book. I'm going to write a new epilogue and maybe write another chapter. We just want to add a little bit of, to to that. So, I'm doing edits on other books while I'm working on, you know, one book at a time. But that that's just how the business works. That's my least favorite thing about the publishing industry Um, and one of my old critique partners used to compare it to dating and she would be like, Oh, you know, you've moved on, you have a shiny new boyfriend and that's your new manuscript that you're working on. You know, you're all excited about this new relationship you're in your honeymoon phase and here comes the old boyfriend wanting some attention.
0: And the old boyfriend is the (laughs) book that you've just turned in.
1: (laughs) You're like, dang, you're back. (laughs) And now I I got to deal
0: with you now.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I've got to deal with edits on you when I want to be in this honeymoon book. So it totally cracks me up. Um, So that, you know, that is probably my least favorite thing about my job is having to switch back and forth like that because I like to get in one
0: story and stay in it. But
1: I've been doing it for a while now. So, you know, it's just
0: one of the things we deal with. So when you're doing this um, and you have to go back, so you're already in the next book. You've waited for edits for The gather, and sometimes they don't come back very quickly because editors do have a lot going on. And right. so when you get it, do you have to sometimes go back and say, okay, wait, what did I write in this? How did I fix this? What's this character's name again? I mean, do you have to go back and kind of scan through and look at your notes again to, to get your brain back in that book? Um, Kind of. I mean,
1: you know, the whole the – Harlequin – when I do books for Harlequin Special Edition, I tend to get my edits back really quickly from them. I mean, I just turned that okay. book in a couple weeks ago. So it's all still really fresh in my head. Um, so it'll be easy to jump in and write a new epilogue and stuff like that for that book. Um, but, you know, Hallmark, it takes a little bit longer. So when I got my line edits back on the story of us, I mean, it had been several months since I turned the book in, um, Mm -hmm. but I wanted, I like to, you know, at some point, I like to do a completely fresh new read through of the book. And so Mm -hmm. um, especially if it's been a while, you know, I just, we have proofreaders, we have, you know, copy editors who are supposed to be catchy, that kind of thing. But, you know, my, it's my name that's on the front of the book. So I like to do a proofread of every book at some point. And so um, since it's been a while since I've seen the book, As I was doing the line edits, I also did a proofread of the whole manuscript at the same time. And actually, those are fun to do, especially if it's been a while since you've turned the book in. Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I turn in a book, usually by the end, I'm like so exhausted, you know, because, you know, it's always a big push at the end. It's kind of like a snowball rolling down a hill. The way momentum goes for me is I always write a bunch at the end, especially I just write a lot faster, and so I turn it in, and then it's a big relief. But at the same time, I also have a weird panicky feeling after I turn a book in. I'm like, gosh, right. I'm so excited to be done. I hope it's not like a pile of garbage. <laughs> so, right. So then when it comes, yeah. But then when it comes back, and it's been a few months, and I do the proofread. Um, it's exciting to read it. And then you're like, oh, wow, this is really cute, you know. And I had that feeling when I was reading the story But the fact, I cried when I got toward the end. I was like, oh, baby, don't cry. Like I didn't know how it was going to end. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so. there's times,
0: too, I'm sure that you've read stuff and you go, wow, that's, that's pretty good. I don't even remember writing that, you know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> 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 that, I don't even know when I came up with that. Um and so and you made a good point because I know that and anybody out there that's that's thinking they want to write and and they're worried about submitting and and that cringe that we have when we send it um you brought you bring up a good point that every time you send it, you're just sure it's you know. I, I think it's good or whatever. It's like, oh, they're going to hate this. And and I've mm-hmm. talked to so many writers. I mean, sometimes you're like, this is an awesome book. I know it is. It's solid. It is. But then there's other times you're like, okay, well, <laughs> send it, see what happens. Um, I think it happens to all of us. Right, because honestly,
1: there's just, you know, especially if you're a career author and you've, you've written multiple books over your career, it's not like um, – You know, you could take forever to write one story and keep making it perfect Mm -hmm. and keep making it perfect and change things and read it one more time and blah, blah, blah. But if you're a career author, especially in romance, where romance fans like to read multiple books from the same author, you know, during a year, um, you just, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have like all the whole time in the world. Um, And it's just, it's scary because you think, gosh, you know, I wish I could go just one more time. But sometimes the deadlines are such to where you just can't. But early in my career, I would turn in a book and there were, with every book I turn in, there's always a couple of things I'm worried about. Um, (laughs) Like the book that I just turned in. There were a couple things I was worried about, one mainly in that book. I'm not going to say what it is in case my editor listens to this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I used to, early in my career when I turned in the book, I would say whatever it was when I turned it in. I'd say, here's my book. A little bit worried about this, this, and this. If you want me to change it, I will. And Every single time I did that, my editor was like, no, I didn't even notice that. That works fine for me. And so I stopped doing that. I was like, here I am pointing <laughs> out the things I think are wrong with it. I need to quit doing that and making, you know, extra work for myself. Um, and so there's always a few things that I'm worried that the editor's going to come back and say about choices that I made that I maybe not told them about in advance, that sort of thing. Um, and it's never that. I mean, we all have things that we need to change. That's part of being a writer, you know. In the developmental edits, they might want us to, you know, change a thing or two, like the new epilogue I need to write for this book that I just turned in. But um, it's so funny because it's rarely what I think it's going to be. You know, which is, I guess, why we need editors. We need someone outside the story looking at it because sometimes we, you know, the things that we think are wrong with it are just fine. So um, I don't know. I've written a lot of books now, and I swear my anxiety gets worse and worse every time I turn a book in. I just really worry about it. And the
0: only cure for that for me is to jump into the next project. Right. Yeah, because I think, you know, I was, was talking to someone not too long ago, and they were saying, what is the hardest book to write? and i said i think it's the second book because your first book nobody knows you exist nobody knows you're out there you 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 know you'll have a might have a handful of friends that know you're doing this but then once that book is sold and it's out there now people want you to write the next book and you can't spend that same amount of time that you tried to craft that first one um however long it was I 100% and so the agree second book
1: sophomore slump or whatever yeah. is what they call it with albums right. but yeah because mm-hmm. writers have spent sometimes years writing the first book and perfecting it and trying to sell it. And so many times the second book you write is the first one that you've written on proposal. You know, the first book Mm -hmm. you wrote the whole book and they bought it and they liked it and it's wonderful. And then the second book, maybe you just wrote the first three chapters and they said, okay, we want this. Now you have three, four, five months or whatever to write it. And it's the first time you've ever like been paid for something that you haven't even put on paper yet. And that, um, scary for the first time actually it's scary every time <laughs> but you just get better feeling with how scary it is <laughs> yeah. right. but you just remind you know you remind yourself you've done it before you know i've done this before i've done this before it's going to be fine i just need to keep writing and it's going to be fine so yeah you get used and, to and i
0: think too that's that's kind of the bonus of being with other writers um and and i always say you know, be in a group of writers be in a writer's group that is as serious about writing as you are um and then also that are actively pursuing the business as much as you are because if you don't have if you have friends who are like yeah i'll 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 finish the book one day there's you know there's no push um you're not getting that extra pressure from the sides of you know professionally as well as friendship wise um and it's great to have the the rah-rah you know camaraderie with people who cheer you on but it's very different to have those writer friends because i know that you and i have and you know, we've got a group of us that have texted each other going, I think this book is terrible. And, and, and we'll yes. say, well, what is it? You know, well, what is it? Or what do you need? Or why isn't this working? Or I need this. And um, it makes a difference, I think. It, it oh, makes completely. a difference in all of it. Mm-hmm.
1: It's good to know because writing can be such a solitary profession um, that Mm -hmm. I just don't know how people without writer friends do it. I mean, because it's just so good to know it's not just you. You're not the only one who feels that way. It's a normal part of the process. And, um, you know, your friends just remind you, you know, you're wonderful. You can do it. You're a great writer. It's not terrible. Just keep writing. Get it done. Um, And that's the main thing. Finishing is the hardest part. It, every mm-hmm. With every book I write, finishing is the hardest, just getting it all done, because um, it's so easy to get hung up on different things that you think aren't working or want to change. But, you know, like Nora Roberts says, you can't revise a blank page. You can revise right. crap, you know, but you can't revise a blank page. So I think the point is just finishing it, getting it down and knowing that if you want to go back and change something, you can, but you can't do that with a book that's not finished. So, right.
0: So yeah. tell me, who are you reading right now? What's on your uh, who are you reading and who's on your to be read pile?
1: Oh, okay. Well, right now I'm reading *The Rules of Magic* by Alice Hoffman, which came out last year, and it is the prequel to *Practical Magic*. Because this is October, <laughs> so oh, I wanted yeah. to read something Halloweenish. Yeah. Well, I love the movie *Practical Magic* with Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. It's one of my favorite. Right. How ha- it's, it's probably my absolute favorite. You know spooky, like, witchy Halloween-themed type type thing. Um, and I just watched it a couple weeks ago on the treadmill at the gym. And I am um, watch it every October. I love it so much. And um, someone reminded me that Alice Hoffman, who wrote the book Practical Magic, had come out with a prequel called The Rules of Magic, and that's what I'm reading right now. And if you remember the movie Practical Magic, you know, um, Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman, like, grow up being raised by their aunts, who are both witches. Right. Good Witches.
0: Yeah, Sokker uh, Channing one of
1: them, right? Yes, yes. And the prequel mm-hmm. is their story, the aunt's story, during the late oh, 60s. Okay. Yeah. I love it. So it's really sad. I've, 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 I haven't, I'm not that far into it, um, but that is what I'm reading right now. And then next up after that um, is a book by Meg Cabot, you know, who wrote The Princess Diaries. She has right. a brand-new book out. I think the title It's called No Judgments. But it's the first in a brand-new series, and it is about – it's a romance, and it's set against the backdrop of people trying to save dogs during a hurricane. And like I've told you, we have a hurricane rescue dog, so I'm really excited about reading that book. As soon as I read the blurb, first of all, I was mad that she wrote it before I could. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> totally not fair, but um, <laughs> but I ordered it also because I love I love Meg Cabot I love her voice you know I just I really like all of her books so I'm excited about reading that it has a really cute illustrated cover of the hero and heroine under an umbrella together with like a dog leash wrapped around their legs it's really cute so that's what yeah I'm and then there's another
0: one that with that one uh, Bridal Boot Camp is another one in that series um, yeah that was so she the yeah.
1: novella that kicks off the series. And I Oh, no, right. no, Bridal Bootcamp is book two, isn't it? There was a novella at some yeah, point. Yeah,
0: I think so. Um, yeah. uh, but but yeah, the boy I is back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm, yes. Fun stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on today. And if you are looking for Terry's books, they're on the shelves right now. And you can go get them on uh, Amazon and all the other places, Kobo. And you can look her up on BookBub and Goodreads. And I'll have all those links in the show uh, for the write-up. In the write-up of the show, so and then you've got something coming out early next year, so please come back and talk to us when you have some have your next one out. Of course, always. Yay! And so and I have to ask you this before you go. So, um, with Unleashing Mr. Darcy, do you watch it as much as you can every time it comes on? I mean, do you still get like giggly <laughs> when you see it? Because I do. Oh yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I love it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't always um, – you know, I don't, like, write it on my calendar every time it's coming on because now that I have a few movies, sure. I mean, sometimes they're on and I don't realize they're going to be on. But my favorite thing that happens is when I turn on Hallmark Channel and it's on, and I had no idea. And that this actually just happened, like, a week or two ago. I was home, and – um, you know, when I'm writing, I don't have the TV on. But if I'm working on edits or businessy type stuff, like I've been writing proposals sure. for workshops for RWA, that kind of thing, um, or if I'm doing just stuff around the house, making dinner or whatever, I'll just turn on the TV so there's noise. And I always have it on the Hallmark channel. Um, and usually I've seen whatever it is because I love Hallmark movies and I usually watch them all when they come out on Saturday nights. But I turn on the TV and a movie was winding down and the next movie started and it was Unleashing Mr. Darcy. And I was like, ah! And I just watched it, I watched the whole thing. <laughs> I watched the whole thing <laughs> while I was you know doing whatever I was doing, working on my schedule and everything. And it had been a while I and mean, I've seen the movie a lot of times.
0: This show uh, brought to you by Circle of it. Seven Productions, <laughs> www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle.